you ready for some claustrophobia and welcome to another episode of the experimental podcast concept of tomorrow or epcot the podcast that also has a much tamer version for the skittish folks out there uh, i'm mitch kreitzman alongside my co-host jordan kreitzman jordan we're very early on in this podcast uh epcot that is and we're already hitting what's most likely the most infamous topic possible right this is the most infamous topic <laughs> i don't know if i can think of something at epcot that has more controversy sure i'm sure we can think of something but i see where you're coming from <laughs> i mean there's that de- it's definitely there i'm sure you're aware but um yeah i mean i'm excited to talk about this one because We've only done it once and then decided we were never going to do it again. Yeah. Um, typically for us, that's not very common. There's stuff that's maybe just boring and for a younger crowd that we won't do, but not typically stuff that's considered like a, a thrill ride or a thrilling experience. Right. We wouldn't really skip that normally, but we do skip this one. Yeah. Well, we rode the super intense version. When it first came out, right? So, yes. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. So, we are talking about Mission Space today. I don't think I officially said that out loud. No. So, there that is. Um, for the people that don't know what Mission Space is, you can get the hell out. <laughs> well, no, that's fine. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, okay. it's unremarkable in some ways, but also very extreme in others. <laughs> so, goes back and forth for sure. Um I mean basically the the gist of it is that it's a uh a simulator ride of a of a mission to Mars. Um you're put in like this pod with three other people and each of you has like a role for what your ro- for what you have to do during mm-hmm. the mission to Mars. Right. Um now it's very very small. Uh all of the stuff that you're working with like the controls are right up in your face um too close yeah no no, it's a very narrow space that you're put in i don't think it's a ride i'll ever be able to do again i just get too claustrophobic i I think i wouldn't be able to handle it and what did the graphics look like when we wrote it probably just made the whole experience more nauseating (laughs) yeah they probably didn't look great when they opened back in 2003 playstation graphics (laughs) yeah they're generation behind (laughs) i do know they updated it in 2017 so i would assume the graphics look better now but i don't know for sure um jordan something that i uh i like doing from time to time if i'm feeling uh particularly uh nostalgic to go back is that i'll go on the disney world app and look at what the wait times are in real time for various rides um that's fun. I find that very fun to do. <laughs> That's something soothing. oddly, something very comforting about it. <laughs> um, as of eleven forty-one a.m. Eastern Time today, Mission Space had a fifteen-minute wait. Um, now, compared to your Soarin', your Test Track, not quite uh, standing up to that for sure. A lot yeah. much smaller wait. Well, what do the other weights look like? Because it's interesting times right now, right? So I want to say Test Track was like an 80-minute wait. Okay. So, mm. yeah, I don't think Florida cares a whole lot. <laughs> uh, test uh, Soren was not quite as much as Test Track. I want to say maybe like 45 minutes. Okay. 
Living with the Land was a solid five, which in the world of uh, Disney just means zero. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you just kind of that's the amount of time it takes you to walk the through the yes. gates with no line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so this originally opened back in August of two thousand and three, replacing Horizons. Um, I don't know if you have any memory of ever doing Horizons at any point. I don't. Next to um, none, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine that was controversial because it seems, and maybe it's a maybe it's just a hindsight thing, but people seem to have liked Horizons. Yeah, I think it's still a mistake. <laughs> yeah, from the uh, ride, probably. <laughs> we don't like this ride really, so. <laughs> um, Jordan, this may help explain a lot of my concerns. Uh, it costs a hundred million dollars to make. Oh my God, um, that's like the trip to actually go to Mars. <laughs> yes, I mean when we talk about <laughs> the things that have happened with this ride and the fact that it somehow is still there and they have no plans to remove it. Yeah, this has to be why. <laughs> uh, originally sponsored by HP, uh, since uh, like since the early. 2010s has not had a sponsor. Um, <laughs> Epcot's mostly sponsor. gotten rid of sponsorships, though, so that's not too surprising. Um, yeah. It was described as a centrifugal motion simulator. Um, so meant to si- uh, meant to simulate G-Force inside of the, the small pod that you're in. And this is the original version. Uh, right. It simulates two and a half Gs. Uh, so... Yeah, two and a half times, <laughs> yeah, two and a half times more than the gravity of Earth pushing against you. <laughs> Very extreme. Um, like I said, it got updated in 2017, um, and let's see, it led to oh yeah, and then in 2006 is when they put in the much tamer version. Um, now, did they full on replace the original version, or did they just add the tamer? Did they? In other they words, didn't did replace they tame the original. The... Okay. They just added the tamer gotcha. version. Okay. So now you can get. They call it the orange track and the green track, or like the orange experience, green experience, whatever. Basically, the orange is the original that we did. The green otherwise, is the much tamer version, otherwise known as the wuss version. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I wouldn't even want to do that if the pod is the same. I know. Uh, well, no, I mean, no thanks. I could talk about it a little bit maybe later, but our dad and I almost did it again. <laughs> but I don't remember that, so we will have to talk about yeah. it. <laughs> um, Jordan, I don't know if you remember this, but it was originally hosted by uh, by Gary Sinise. I vaguely do remember. Yeah, I do remember that, actually, yeah. I don't remember if his... If his uh, if he's visually in the pre-show or anything, or if it's just his voice, but I do know that he was considered the host of it. Okay, that's fun. Um, takes place in the year twenty thirty six. That part I do not remember. All right. Well, the timeline still kind of holds up. Maybe <laughs> it was meant to be the fiftieth anniversary of something. That date. What would that be? That wouldn't be anything. 1986? No, that wouldn't be Challenger? <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. Um, 
Maybe they're saying maybe they were saying when it opened in 2003 was the 50th anniversary. Do you remember when the Soviet Union first sent a guy to space? Was that 1953? No, Sputnik Yuri or whatever like, that guy's name was. Well, Sputnik was like 57, so Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but it's, it's not funny. an anniversary. <laughs> um and I I found out that the when they did an update in 2017, not only did they do updated graphics to the Mars mission, but they changed the green track to instead it sounds like just be uh you go to space and like basically just fly around the earth and then go back. Like you don't go to Mars, which I don't really get. Oh, the, in the wuss version? <laughs> yeah, I don't really get the logic. You there. just do low Earth orbit and come back in. Right, you don't even get to do the exciting thing. Like why? My, <laughs> they I just want everyone to know. Like just so you are aware, <laughs> this is the worst version. Um, I could throw up a balloon into low Earth. <laughs> and Jordan, my memory may not be serving me correctly on here, so I, I may need to rely on the fact that you were much older at the time to, to help walk <laughs> me through this. Of course, I was much, much older, Mitch. I'm, I remember you know. the pods basically being like, they looked as if you just kind of put like a bunch of porta potties next to each other, but they were all connected, like in, you know, one big wide porta potty, I guess is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that's basically right. Yeah. On the outside. Um, you got it. Yeah. And then when you get on the inside, there's basically just enough room for you to sit down and then you've got that thing right in front of you. Like there's v- virtually no space in between. It doesn't. Yeah. Oh, I can't. What I can't remember is if it's the screens right in front of you, right when they close the door. I think what I think what happens is when things turn on, the screen zooms in closer to your face. I think you're right. Yeah. That does sound that's, familiar That's now. a terrifying feeling. You've and been I thrown will... into this pod. Yes. you got a screen coming up three inches from your face. <laughs> and I will also say, they don't, they don't make the room that the pods are in particularly appealing. You know what no. I mean? Yeah, no. Like you said, it's a porta potty right? <laughs> like, when you go on to Star Tours, it feels like you're in the world of Star Wars... Before you get on the simulator. Yeah. No, there's no NASA stickers on the inside. <laughs> no. I I did see, though, that uh, Michael Eisner, uh, Disney CEO at the time, along with the CEO of HP at the time, were there for the opening of the, of the ride, like opening day, and they invited a bunch of people from NASA, I remember seeing. <laughs> so that's fun. Um they they probably did it and they were just like, oh, that's that's too real. We can't, you can't subject yeah, people Buzz to Aldrin's that. Yeah, Buzz throwing up after the ride. <laughs> we're like, all right, we got a problem. Um, yeah. So not basically, they have these pods all like hooked up together because they're all kind of circled around this central point, mm-hmm. and they're all going rotating quickly at the same time to simulate that g-force right uh i also read that the whole pod itself tilts uh i can't remember if it tilts backwards or forwards but it also tilts at an angle during this sure yeah there's probably like multiple degrees of acceleration there um capturing so the 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 four roles on on this are navigator pilot commander and engineer um now I I don't remember when we rode the ride who did what, 
Um, well, you were just screaming the whole time, so I hope you weren't the pilot. <laughs> it was a terrifying experience. I still to this day, I I don't think I'd be able to go back on it. Like I think I just have too many. Yeah. I think truly it was traumatizing for me. <laughs> um, but I do also remember we had to think like, all right, what's the easiest thing so that when it comes time for Nate to do what he needs to do, dad can just like press a button from his seat or whatever. <laughs> right. Cause I, I remember thinking in my head at the time, Oh, by the way, if you hear this story and think, Oh man, he had a lot of anxiety as a kid. Yeah. I didn't know that till like a year ago. <laughs> but anyway, I remember thinking, what if Nate, like can't press the button and no one can reach it. Are we just like stuck in the ride? <laughs> like I was truly like, are we not gonna be able to finish the ride if you can't press the button? Cause they made this thing seem extremely realistic. Yeah. Like they made it seem like if you can't do it, like, uh oh, yeah. like <laughs> it's gonna crash or whatever. Um only months into the ride's opening did they add motion sickness bags to the uh, pods, so which they, seems like a, a bad sign, right? Did we get in with those bags? When did that we I start the remember. ride? Yeah, I don't remember. Um, But do you remember like you and dad being larger and dad being claustrophobic? Like, <laughs> why? So why were you thinking about going back on? Oh, sure. So, yeah, it's very funny you bring up all the why didn't you do that? Because like it was, it was that time I... I think you drove down with mom and dad. I flew into Atlanta. We went there for Epcot for the day. Oh, yeah. At some point, dad and I were like, yeah, you know what? It's about time we did this, right? And I was thinking we were going for the tamer version. Then when we got there, dad was like, no, no. (laughs) That's the the wuss version. Um, Oh, my God. We might as well just do the regular one. And I was like, all right. There was, like, no wait, right? So it's one of those, like, five right. minutes. Just walk the line. We get, like, our group of four. We walk right up to the pod, and then just, like, Dad and I just take one look in the claustrophobic pod, and we're both just like, no, I think we're good. <laughs> and we just walked through it and exited. <laughs> I truly, like, as, like, an uh, like a 10-year-old or whatever I was, I remember feeling claustrophobic, like, as a fully grown adult, I can't imagine. Like, I cannot. Yeah, that was Dad's thoughts as he looked at it. He was the first one to be like, no. Yeah, and so, they've yeah. Uh, they've very clearly stated now, like, if you have any pre-existing conditions, uh, if, you're, if you're prone to motion sickness, if you're pregnant, all these things, do not go on this ride. Like, <laughs> maybe do the tamer version. Um and there's a very specific reason behind that. Um, several people had to be taken to the hospital within the first few years for uh, chest pains and extreme nausea. Right. Um, and then two people in particular actually died after completing the ride. Oh, boy. Uh, you knew this, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, there was a 49-year-old that died uh, from a stroke due to high blood pressure. And I guess this triggered the stroke. Um, so maybe it's good that you didn't go on it. <laughs> um, stroke out. Yeah. And then the more, I think the more well-known story was that uh, a four-year-old who went on this ride uh, 
had an undiagnosed heart condition and uh, died after riding it. Why did a um, four-year-old ride the ride? I mean, I agree. Did he really meet the minimum requirement to get on the ride? So I know the I know the height requirement is like forty-four inches, yeah. which is what, nearly three, four feet. Yeah, like three foot eight inches. Three three feet eight inches, which is not. I I have no I mean, clue gauging how tall children are, but I don't think a four-year-old would be that tall. No. Maybe the height requirements were lower at the time, and they've since raised them. <laughs> uh, at least I hope. <laughs> I mean, a four-year-old that tall, like, that's, that's crazy. Get everyone but, on here. Yeah, so granted, these were both things that the ride certainly triggered, but it's not like these people knew that was the risk they were taking or something like that. Like it was the ride itself is very extreme of course, but had they known they had those things, they wouldn't have gone on it. But regardless, I can't imagine a 2020 version of Disney world having that happen and keeping this ride. Yeah. Like, I feel like like there's such a hundred million dollars. Like, I feel like there's such a PR machine nowadays that like, the second that's out, like it's a it's a disaster. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I guess I don't know. I mean, it, I mean what, it's they have still, a, you know, a NASA grade centrifuge. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like they can't just tear it down. <laughs> Maybe they could sell it to back to the government. I don't. Know. They turned it into like full on astronaut training, <laughs> which you def- which you specifically have to be in very good shape for. <laughs> like it's dangerous. Yeah, I um, I truly don't understand. Like, if they took, like, all their other rides are fun, right? Like, you don't have to be a professional this or that to ride the ride, right? <laughs> like, right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to be an astronaut to ride Space Mountain, but for some reason, you do to ride Mission Space. <laughs> and like, look at w- look at what's right next door to it. You have Test Track. It's like, oh, you, you can go in a, a test car fast. <laughs> Anyone can do that. <laughs> I, for me, I like I get where they're coming from to an extent, because when it when they put it in at the time, because they're like, well, we want to add another more thrilling experience to Epcot, because all we have really is yeah. Everyone bitches. Disney doesn't have enough thrill rides, so Disney just went too far. Yeah, no, I get, like, I get I get what their logic was with wanting to come up with this ride. Yeah. And then they were like, well, Epcot, it would make sense to have something related to space travel because it's all about, you know, wh- what the future holds. But then they thought, well, we already have Space Mountain, so we have to make something that's more like a- the scientific side of space exploration. Like, the, the you can connect all the dots. Right. Um, well, and plus, if they were going to use the old Horizon space, they can't just really make a roller coaster. Right. So they had to make some sort of simulator. Yeah. So, I mean, it the the everything's there you know um but like why do something so so like physically taxing on people like they tested it they knew yeah i mean unless only astronauts tested it (laughs) (laughs) they get a bunch of astronauts in to test this ride that's meant to be not for astronauts which again unless this has been a long-standing tradition of disney to just only let the people whose ride it's uh, associated with test it. 
So they only had fish testing the Finding Nemo, right? <laughs> I was literally just about to point. joke, like, did they put a bunch of animals in that SUV for the Kilimanjaro safari? Like, um, <laughs> but yeah, so the uh, Epcot got Soren pretty soon, not too long after Mission Space, which I wouldn't consider quite thrilling, but more so than. A lot it's of like the other the stuff. Complete opposite end of the spectrum in terms of like a simulator. Oh, right. Absolutely. You know, in terms of thrill. Um, but so like looking for like looking towards the future here to what Epcot is going to become, they seemingly have no plans to replace Mission Space. It <laughs> seems to be fully part of the plan. Yeah. Um it doesn't fit at all anymore. No, either. it does I mean, not. It's never generating many people. I don't... You'd think it would make sense to just tear it down, but... It's it's going to be part of the area that they're calling World Discovery. Uh, so within World Discovery is going to be this test track, and uh, the Energy Pavilion is having a, a Guardians of the Galaxy ride put in it. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is what it's called. Right. I think it's literally just like, here are all the rides that used to be at Epcot. Like, I think that's the ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Which, it's just a retro. Like, I get what they're going for, but also, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's just appeasing millennials with the nostalgia ride. Right. Like, if you cared about these rides, why'd you get rid of them? <laughs> <laughs> that's a solid point. Um. But so, yeah, think about that. Right next to Mission Space, you're going to have a ride about the Guardians of the Galaxy, a, a much more fantastical side of space exploration. Those two things are just completely contradictory. Um, and I feel like right. you need to pick I feel like you need to pick a lane. Like I feel like Test Track is more in line with what Mission Space does in general. Like I yeah. feel like they're trying to put you in like what it's really like when these manufacturers like test out these cars. Like they've gone yeah. a little further off track from yeah, that, it's not from as what fun it used to be used like, to be. but it, it that's overall still the conceit. Yeah. Um, so you either got to go more fantastical or more realistic. And I just don't know. Like, I don't mind them being more realistic, but I don't know if mission space is the way to do it, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, they, Bring back Horizons. If we're all about nostalgia now, just bring back Horizons. True. <laughs> yeah, you're now, putting in you're putting in more thrill stuff there anyway. Just get rid of it. I will say they are d- adding something to Mission Space that I'm pretty excited about. Um, now it turns out, Jordan, that Mission Space is an entire pavilion. It's meant to be a whole pavilion, not just one ride, which I did not know about. Okay. Uh, I guess there's like a kids area and what have you uh, mm-hmm. but they are adding a restaurant called space 220 um now jordan this is going to be a rotating restaurant uh Ooh. that's going to be simulating being on a space station nice. now that makes for a cool restaurant unless and they take it too far <laughs> I would imagine it's going to be a very slow rotation. way too fast. Rotating restaurants do exist elsewhere, so it's not a new <laughs> thing, but... Um, I think this is a great idea. I'm all for this. Oh, yeah, this sounds cool. Yeah, this is... That's good. Like I said, as long as it's not too insane, but... Uh, 
Yeah, that'd be cool, right? You just kind of like, kind of walk through it like 2001. <laughs> yeah, if they can find a way to there. simulate there not being any gravity in it, then <laughs> I'm 100% sold, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Jordan, do you have any additional memories from your experience doing Mission Space that we haven't covered? Yeah, I mean, the general vibe of that day was... You were crying. <laughs> because of this or just other reasons? Because of Mission Space. You were crying oh, okay. while the ride was going. I mean, you were like, I don't know if you're bawling. You were just like, oh, oh. I, I'll be honest. I don't remember having this extreme of an experience. And so I this was might literally explain a lot. pushing your head back into the chair. I don't know if you remember that. That sounds familiar. Yeah. I was doing the same thing with Nate. I I felt the G's on my forehead and it like it's like painful and almost nauseating. So I think I was worried for you guys and pushing your heads back. I feel like I do remember you being nauseous after the fact. Oh yeah, because that's the other thing. I just went home afterwards. That's right. You got really (laughs) all the way home, but back to the hotel. I like couldn't do Epcot anymore that day. Think about how much we love Epcot. And what they took away from you yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Park tickets aren't cheap. <laughs> no. No, they're not. I basically paid to go on mission space and get sick and leave. <laughs> um, horribly unfortunate. And oh. I, I, I just don't understand what Disney's thinking keeping this ride here. Like, I don't get it. If you're going to do a full overhaul of Epcot, this is, I mean, it's already outdated. Yeah. Like, why would you dollars. keep it here? <laughs> They're still trying to pay it back. <laughs> I guess I guess that is a lot, but also it doesn't feel like that much when you're talking about Disney. Am I wrong? I feel like if you look up how much like a a um, space shuttle launch cost, <laughs> it it would be around that or <laughs> let's let's take a look at how much it costs to launch a space shuttle. <laughs> I'm curious now. I mean, the moon landings were billions, but... Okay, okay. So, I mean, it, it is more, for sure. Okay. Uh, $450 million. Okay. <laughs> but granted, that's yeah. still closer than it should Four and be. a half mission space. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um let's see if I can find the most expensive ride to build in Disney World. Okay. So according to 2011's Guinness World Records, the Hallmark uh, roller coaster uh, expedition Everest at Disney's Animal Kingdom was the most expensive ride in the world. Um <laughs> Now, what it does say is costing more than one hundred million to build. It doesn't say exactly how much more <laughs> than one hundred million. million so it must be not, it can't Plus be like much over ninety eight. If it went to that moving Yeti that doesn't move anymore, <laughs> yeah, that's a real bummer. Um, we'll say though, compared to Mission Space, even when the Yeti doesn't move, that ride is so great good. time. Yeah, I was thinking recently that that might be my favorite ride at Disney World based on the last time we were there. Um yeah, it doesn't beat that Avatar ride for me, but 
oh, I, I mean, I totally understand yeah. that, but but yeah, the, I love efforts. Yeah. Um, Jordan, do we have any final thoughts here on on Mission Space? Mm, try it once, never do it again. That's advice. <laughs> if you like thrill rides. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's fair. Like, if you want a unique experience... I'll do it at the end of the day, so that if you get sick, your day at Epcot's not wasted. Yeah, I would say that's a fair point. Um, yeah. Because ultimately, there's just a lot of... There's so many great things to do in Epcot. Even though right. Mission Space doesn't yeah, take that, that long, mission you don't know how you're going to feel list. after. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're going to hit the... Um, countries in the afternoon you yeah you gotta go back and do mission last right like as as we've established um you know if you're trying to get silly over in the world showcase <laughs> you want to make sure you're not already nauseous going into it because that's oh, that's yeah. gonna put a damper that, on things yeah drinking your way around the world in mission space are a bad combination <laughs> <laughs> um jordan before we uh before we wrap up here, I uh, had mentioned at one point that I kind of wanted to intertwine uh, my idea of unexpected intersections with uh, this concept to sort of see, sure, uh, you know, what we could find there. And what I'm what I'm thinking for this one um, is basically stories of celebrity sightings at Disney World. Um, okay. So I, I'm going to take a quick look here to see what I can find. Uh, I did forget to prepare for this part. Uh, Are you just Googling it right now? <laughs> I am Googling it as we speak. Um, I know this isn't interesting to anyone, <laughs> but I'm I'm mostly just doing it out of my own curiosity. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, uh, the Property Brothers were there very recently. Um, that feels like a mistake on their part. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, it sounds like bad PR for them. Yeah, I don't really understand that and choice. And now Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> yeah, I always forget which one is dating Zoe Deschanel, but I, I know think one the handy of them one is. is. I don't really know what the other one does. I know one is handy, and then I know the other guy is just the other guy. The other guy is just more of the real estate agent. But they're not selling the house. You know what I mean? Well, they're, they're just... still a real estate agent helping buy a house. Yeah, I guess that's a fair <laughs> point. I don't yeah. know. Uh, oh, here's a picture of Serena Williams with a custom lightsaber in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, you don't think that's cool? No, I think it's cool. I'm just picturing her tapping the back of her calf with that lightsaber <laughs> falling oh, to the no. ground. <laughs> She's never going to live that down. <laughs> o- only to us. I mean, no yeah. one else remembers no, it. There's but no idea we're, what we're talking about. She's never going to live it down with <laughs> us. Uh, you know, I'm going to look up a specific one because I do remember this. Uh, and I may have even talked about it uh, on the podcast before because it is crazy um jordan i think i know i've told you but i don't know if i've said it on the podcast uh 
Did you know that the Beatles broke up at Disney World? Yes. You did say this on the podcast, right? I don't. I can't. That was the thing. I, I think, couldn't remember I think that if was I your did example. or not. That was my example. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'll I'll tell the other major one. Okay. Um, the "I am not a crook" speech happened uh, at the Contemporary. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't. know The that. famous Richard Nixon "I am not a crook" speech happened at the Contemporary. <laughs> um, granted, don't uh, fact check me on that. I am I am looking at it right now, so I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Uh, but you know, who knows if allears.net's a real site? But <laughs> anyway, yeah, Richard Nixon's famous "I am not a crook" speech happened at Disney World. That's weird. Uh, he was good friends with Walt. Did you know that? Was he? Yeah. So when he was <laughs> when he was still a politician in California, uh. Well, so actually, he was originally a politician in California, and then when he was vice president, he went to California to celebrate the opening of the monorail with Walt. Okay. And then uh, Richard Nixon got on the monorail with people, and the Secret Service didn't get on with him. (laughs) So, like, the vice president just went on the monorail's first ride Without his secret service. It's very <laughs> funny to me. Um, also, they uh, like they have footage from like the, uh, the opening ceremony of the monorail. Uh, he calls his son, uh, he says, my large son, Robert. <laughs> calls him his large son. <laughs> Nixon's a weird guy, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never think of the fact that you never think of where famous speeches happen. You just kind of. You, I you never think thought about the they'd words. be at the contemporary. I know that. You never thought they'd be at Four Seasons Total Landscaping. <laughs> Here we are. I I honestly had not I had not intended to make that connection, but it's certainly there. <laughs> um, Jordan, this one is certainly much shorter than our last episode of trying out Epcot. Um, but we don't want every episode of this podcast to be an hour and 45 minutes. So that's probably no. for the best. I mean, God, no, <laughs> no, one um, wants that. no, we don't want that. They don't want that. No <laughs> one wants that. Get a nice 30 ish minutes. Then be on your way. I've never seen a straighter face on you right now. <laughs> this is a good podcast for people who, listen to a lot of podcasts, but just don't have a lot that they listen to on Wednesdays. So like you can yeah, just sort of add about this into your rotation. Yeah. It's the whole reason <laughs> that I did it on Wednesdays. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't have a lot of podcasts that I listen to on Wednesdays, but like every other day of the week I've got some. So I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe Wednesday needs more podcasts. It's my ticket to the big time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe tons and tons of people will listen just because it comes out on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> and, I was right. Um, so, Jordan, I think that's going to be it for this week. Um, but I had a great time, as always. Oh, yeah. Always fun um, talking about the experimental podcast concept of tomorrow. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's still possibly my favorite name I've come up with. <laughs> um, it's pretty good. And as a reminder to the folks out there, uh, we are at Any Ideas Podcast on Twitter, Any Ideas on Facebook, 
theneideaspod at gmail.com. The theme, of course, is the theme from Interventions. Um, Until next time, remember, uh, Mission Space is somehow still an active attraction. This has been a Kermit the Prague production.